Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Monday, August 30th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is super excited that Flyers dev camp is underway. Good to see some guys in orange and black back on the ice. To keep track of all of that and the podcast and all the Flyers fandoms news, follow us on Twitter at LockedOnFlyers. You can also email the show at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I am your host, Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. Who are this season's top 50 NHL players? Find out on the Locked On NHL podcast. Joe DiBiase, Mike DiStefano, and I will reveal the top 50 players as voted on by our local experts across the Locked On NHL network of podcasts. Subscribe to the Locked On NHL podcast on YouTube and turn your notifications on so that you never miss an episode. On today's show, we're going to talk about DevCamp a little bit, and then we will have part two of my conversation with Jared Ellis of Locked On Hurricanes. Locked On Flyers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening right now. So hit subscribe and you'll get all of the show's episodes here on the Locked On Sports Network. Like I said, at the top of the show, dev camp is underway. And I think for me, I approach it from a tiered perspective. So looking at the different groups of players that are at dev camp and what am I looking for from each of those groups of players? The first group of players are your lead prospects. So your Morgan Frost, Cam York, Jaeger Zamula, Wade Allison, Tanner Lazinski. And I'm maybe going to include Jackson Cates in that group, not because he's an elite level prospect, but because he did get an ELC and he was with the big team for a good portion of the end of the season there. So I feel like I have to include him there. And, you know, how are they performing? Well, they should really be standouts at dev camp because they're older, they're stronger, they have the experience, and they should be leading the way at this camp. And so far, it seems like that for most of them. I think from reports so far, Cam York is definitely standing out. Wade Allison is standing out. And I've heard some good things about what Morgan Frost and Tanner Lazinski have done so far at camp. The second group is a very small group. It's only Tyson Forster and Zade Wisdom. And just because it was an unusual situation where there were 2020 draft picks who wound up playing with the Phantoms all year because the OHL did not play last season. And so far, it seems like Tyson Forster is really on top of his game. A lot of people who were at camp saying good things about him. And of course, everybody loves his shot, which is something that he's known for. And a few people have noted that, you know, his skating is one of the things people criticized him on and that that seems to definitely be heading in the right direction. So that's good. The next group of people are the 2020 draft picks who we haven't really seen much of yet here and the new draft picks. So that's Samu Tuamala, Ethan Sampson, Brian Zanetti, Owen McLaughlin, Elliot Denoye, and Connor McLennan. And haven't heard much about them. I think everybody's impressed with Samu Tuamala's shot. 
so far, but you know, he seems to think that he is going to get a shot at playing with the Phantoms in the AHL, uh, but that he definitely wants to play in North America. I think he's going to end up going back to the OHL, but we'll see what happens with him. But you just kind of want to see how these guys adjust to kind of their first time around camp and, and all that good stuff. The next group of guys, the goaltenders. There's going to be some questions going into this season about the Phantoms goaltending tandem and how that's going to work out. Samuel Urson and Kirill Ustamenko are at camp, and this is Urson's first time in North America, so I want to see how those two stack up. Then your next group of players are the likely AHL tier players, and I would include uh, Cooper Zach, who was a a free agent signed this summer, but you know, your Mason Millman kind of player that um, you're pretty much guaranteed Isaac Ratcliffe uh, that will likely be on the Phantoms this upcoming season. And then your final group of players that we're looking at are the camp invitees. Do any of them stand out? Now, Jackson Cates, as we've talked about, was a camp invitee who wound up getting a contract with the Flyers. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. And while we're kind of unfamiliar with these guys right now, will any of them step up and earn a spot at the full training camp coming up later and potentially earn a contract down the road? Who knows? Could happen. After the first day of camp yesterday, uh, some interesting questions afterwards. Both Morgan Frost and Cam York were asked about the depth signings of Keith Yandel and Derek Brassard and how that would affect their potential spots on the team. Both of them kind of responded with your expected, I'm just focusing on myself and I'm going to work as hard as I can and I think there's a spot for me on this team. That's all I can do right now. And that's kind of to be expected, but... It was good. I think that those questions were asked. The other thing that I thought was interesting coming out of it was the discussion with Cam York about his approach to this offseason. He learned a lot from his brief time with the Flyers last season about the speed of the game and how he needs to work on closing the gap faster and a few other things. And you know, he talked a little bit about wanting to get stronger, but not just for the sake of getting bigger, that he wants to get stronger for a specific purpose in his game. And I think that was a really interesting distinction. So I was glad to hear that from him. We will be hearing more about development camp as the week goes on. And I'm excited to bring on a special guest later this week, uh, most likely on Wednesday, to talk about DevCamp, who was actually there. And uh, keep an eye out on our Twitter account for who that might be. So moving ahead, the next segment will be part two of my conversation with Jared Ellis of Locked on Hurricanes. And we did have this conversation, obviously, before the big news about the offer sheet for Jesperi Kakaniemi from Montreal, uh, handed out by Carolina. And Kakaniemi infamously forced Game 7 in that series between the Habs and the Leafs, but 
He'd had a little bit of inconsistencies over the course of the regular season in his play. It's a big dollar amount for that $6.1 million for a depth forward. And, you know, there's a little bit of pettiness going on with, of course, the Sebastian Ajo retaliation or potential retaliation for that offer sheet from Montreal. And there's a lot of drama on it about Twitter. So unfortunately, we didn't get to talk about that because it was before the offer sheet was made. But we did get to talk about the Tony D'Angelo signing, which you haven't heard yet, and some other stuff. So definitely take a listen. A lot of interesting stuff going on in Carolina. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKEDON. Also, be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Bucks and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So I'm sorry to have to bring this up, but have to talk about the elephant in the room, which was that Carolina controversially signed Tony D'Angelo, who we know got bought out by the Rangers this past offseason. He had a history of creating conflict in the locker room, uh, not to mention his uh, questionable social media presence causing a lot of drama. And it's been a little while since that signing took place and all the noise has kind of settled a bit. Do you think fans are feeling like they have been heard by management about the misgivings for this signing and like, what, what do you think is his role going to be even on the ice, given that he's not even that great of a player to begin with? As far as the fans being hurt by management, I would say no. Um, and that's a PG way of putting it. Um, because if I really said if I wanted to, I'd be putting a word that rhymed with duck ahead of that. Um, I absolutely do not think fans have been heard by management. You can just kind of take a look on social media. No, I don't think they have been heard. You know, you have folks that have meetings, you know, with Waddell, um, Bryn Moore and whatnot. And, you know, they've given, I don't know how true that stuff is. It's just, you know, what it is there on social media. And they've said they've voiced their concerns, but uh, so many of people, you know, have, just gotten told you know, that, and I'm sure you have seen that thread of that uh, gentleman that talked to uh, Waddell. So, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have set, seen that at this point. Um, but, you know, as far as fans of color, um, fans of the LGBTQ plus community, their voices have not been heard, at least by management. I feel that, you know, 
any of those fans are well within their rights to just uh, just not support the team, um, you know, this season and really just going forward. Um, and then there are definitely fans that are you know, in the camp of they they really don't like the move. They hate the move, but they're still going to uh, not let one person take away the fun uh, of everything. Um, which I totally understand that as well, because um, a lot of people, you know, struggle with mental health issues and, you know, the team has been an escape for them of just to forget about all the BS they're going through. So I, I totally get that as well. Um, and folks that are, you know, not necessarily going to go to the games and you know, buy merch and whatnot, but they're still support the Hurricanes Foundation because, you know, the team itself doesn't see the money from that, you know, that money goes straight back into the community. Uh, so I get, you know, that aspect of it as well. Um, so, yeah, I don't feel fans have been heard by management um, in the way that they should. That's very, very frustrating um, because this has really divided the fan base um, and it's going to take a long, long time for things to recover. Um, and even then, I don't think it'll ever be the same. Um, I still think that rift will always kind of be there. Um, as far as D'Angelo's role on the team, I really don't know. You know, I've seen where people have called him, you know, a really good player. But, I mean, he's just kind of an average defenseman. You know, he's not, you know, a game changer, you know, like Dougie. So, you know, he's – I don't think he's a lock for a first pairing with Jacob Slavin. Um, I really think we'd just have to see how training camp goes, honestly, to see where he's going to end up in the lineup. Um, and I, I mentioned, you know, the uh, team leadership having a lot to deal with this year with the turnover. Uh, but D'Angelo as well, I think, oh, man, he's going to be on a short leash, I think, you know, with the team. You know, not only Rod Brennan not being one to put up with stuff, uh, you know, our team leaders are not going to, uh, you know, people have joked about, you know, that situation that went on in the Rangers locker room that led to him getting it bought out. Um, there's been people talking about, all right, who's going to be the first one to get physical with him. Um, and yeah, I don't see, yeah, he's going to be on a very short leash. I don't think our locker room is going to put up with it at all, especially with a lot of the guys really, valuing you know the community um aspect of things with the hurricanes of how close the fans are with the team i think the players realize you know what's happened because several of them are on social media um and i don't i think frankly a lot of the guys aren't happy with a lot of the moves that were made this off season because i know uh you know those whole you know tweets going around of my fall plans and the delta variant stuff uh, you know, I did one of my Ned jersey and then, you know, his Detroit one uh, and Stephen Lawrence like that stuff. I think he is going to have a lot to prove with not only the fans, but the organization and just, you know, he says he's changed. But while I believe people can change with time and maturity, he's on like his seventh or eighth chance. I'll believe it when I see it. He hasn't shown that he's capable of it. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't see it happening. 
and frankly, anything that the team would put out um, as far as him doing stuff in the community, I really wouldn't believe it. Um, I think that would just kind of be a PR stunt. Uh, just like, oh, hey, he's changing. He's trying to be better. Um, frankly, the only way I would believe that he has, is legitimately trying to be a better person would be if a fan were to see him out in public, you know, doing something to help the community, help the people that he's hurt. Um, and it's not the team taking those pictures and videos. It's literally just a fan getting on their phone, taking that picture or video. That's the only way I will believe he has changed. And I think, I, I don't know what kind of role he's going to have. I think it'll just be a thing we'll know kind of after training camp and preseason. It's a really difficult situation for everybody. And well, I mean, not the team who made these decisions. Clearly, yeah, they knew what they were getting into. But as far as the fan base goes and then kind of figuring out, how, you know, for the team staff to figure out how to involve him or not involve him in marketing as you do with most players. So I don't know how it'll turn out, but I certainly would not want to be in their shoes. (laughs) Kind of moving away from that. Sorry to make you talk about that. You're fine. You know, looking at the Canes roster right now, is there anybody that's due for a breakout season? Uh, There's a few guys, honestly. Um, I think two guys that are on the defensive side that are really poised for breakouts this year are Brett Pesci and Brady Shea. Um, I think with Dougie now being uh, out of the picture, I think those guys are really going to step up their game. Um, You look at when Jacob Slavin was out in the first round series against Nashville last year of how much those guys stepped stepped up in his absence. Um, I think it'll be the same uh you know this year um and moving forward um and then on the offensive side of things i i could see martin natchez uh really breaking out um i think uh andre Sveshkov is really going to bounce back um you know after he gets re-signed we're still waiting on that uh but no doubt he's he he's gonna be back um so no doubt in my mind on that but I think he is going to bounce back. I would like to see what Vincent Trocek could do this year as well, because um, he was really on a roll last year. Then he got hurt and just kind of struggled after he came back. Um, so, yeah, uh, I really just that top six in general, I think, is really going to step up their game this year. I'd like to say, yeah, Anderson and Ranta as well. But like I said earlier, I'm not sold on those guys. If you've been listening to Lockdown Flyers for a while, you know how much I love Bilt Bars. And if you don't know, Bilt Bars are a soft protein bar, but they taste just like candy bars. I don't know how they do it, but they have so many amazing flavors. There's something for everyone, no matter what your tastes are. Some of my personal favorites are the raspberry, strawberry, cherry barcia, salted caramel, mint brownie, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. If you can't decide, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each. But the best part is that they're healthy. Built Bars are great if you're looking to lose or maintain weight while having that delicious treat. They have 17 or 18 grams of protein, only 130 to 180 calories, low sugar, low carb. They're also amazing if you're on keto diet. These will fit right in. 
So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and then you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simpler way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite movies, sports, shows, all in one place. No more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. The best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of that clutter and the confusion. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Looking ahead to next season, do you have any early predictions for how the division is going to end up? Oh, man. mm, I'm not... 100% 100% sure on how the division will end up really um, because now we're back in the Metro and you know, the Metro is an extremely, extremely competitive division um, and an extremely tough division to play in. And it's always, you know, those, those top teams are only separated by a couple points. Um, so I, I think I'm trying to remember who else in our division now. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, I I will say this either oh man I don't think the Hurricanes will win the Metro um, I will say that I don't think the Flyers will either um, God, how dare you Washington no it, it's I'm not, just kidding I, I I'm mean, totally kidding <laughs> uh, I just try to like go through I think uh, the Rangers will take a step up I think they could be a wild card team I like the Islanders to be a top two team in the division. Um, uh, I, I mean, Washington and Pittsburgh, you know, I, you can never count them out, but yeah, you know, I think, you know, their runs at the top of the NHL are starting to come to an end. They're, they're getting up there in age. You look at how they've been these past couple postseasons. Um, so yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sold on either of those teams winning the division. Um, hurricanes, I think are maybe a four or five seed, maybe, maybe even a six, um, you know, when it comes to like the wild card stuff, um, you know, it, it's really just going to come down to Colton and them. Uh, but I like the Rangers to really step it up this year, um, and be a big player in the Metro, not necessarily winning it, but being really competitive this year. That is really fascinating. You are the first person I've talked to in a while who've said that the Rangers took a step up. So yeah, I think yeah, if your prognostication is correct, you will look very good. Yeah, they're obviously not a contender yet. Um, yeah, I think they're very young and they're still learning. Um, but I do think yeah, they can continue to build on what they're doing because I think they only missed out in the playoffs by like a couple points uh, or two or so um last season uh, I like the addition of Ryan Reeves um I think that I think that would be really fun especially uh when they play the Capitals um but I'm, I'm interested to see what they can do this year I 
I'm not necessarily sold on playoffs. I think they can make the playoffs, but I like, I think they're a team to watch. Um, yeah, I really do. I think they're going to be, yeah, I really think they're going to be something this year. Not necessarily a contender, you know, for the Stanley Cup, but I think they could be a playoff contender this year. Not necessarily winning division, but maybe a wild card team. I really think they could take a step up this year. Yeah, I think there are a lot of question marks in the division. My two biggest are the Flyers. <laughs> and yeah. uh, just because, you know, Flyers did all the moves, but will they work? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But uh, and then my other question mark is the Washington Capitals. Like, I, I, I still mm-hmm. think they're contenders. But is this the year that they take the more significant step back? Like, are, are they yeah, over the I, edge? You know, I, I don't know yeah. the answer to that yet. Yeah, I agree. You know, they're, I still think they're a really good team, um, but it just feels like, you know, and same with Pittsburgh, just like their time at the top is coming to an end. They're getting old. You got younger teams coming up, you know, like the Hurricanes, the Flyers, uh, the Islanders, the Rangers. Did I already say the Islanders? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but like you just have these younger teams. You know, it's just kind of that changing of the guard type thing. You, know, you look at the NFL, uh, I mean, in the AFC East, you know, the Patriots had, you know, like 20 years on top of that division. Um, and then, you know, now it looks to be, you know, the Buffalo Bills division. You know, it's just like, it looks like it's that time, you know, like their time is coming to an end and you have these young teams coming up. Yep. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Where can people find you out there on the internet? Yeah, you can find uh, the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. And you can find myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. This was so much fun. You're welcome. Once again, thank you to Jared for joining me. It was so much fun to talk to him. Wrapping up with our Flyers fun thing. The Flyers posted a little intro for their dev camp with kind of a walking a first person viewpoint of going through the training center in Voorhees up through the locker room and the weight room and all that good stuff. It was good to see kind of the lay of the land there and start getting pumped for this upcoming season. Thanks for listening to today's show. I'll be back again on Wednesday. Like I said, with a special guest report from Dev Camp that I'm super excited about and a little bit of news about the show at that time. As a reminder, I always want to hear from you. Send us in your questions via Twitter at LockedOnFlyers, or you can email the show at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. And thanks again for listening, and have a great day. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts.